The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that the manager was squandering his property. So the rich man summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes." So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes." Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have, if then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I've noticed all the election signs going up around the city. I know there's still more than a month to go, but definitely vote when the time comes. Truth be told, I don't have as big an interest in municipal elections as in others. The stakes just don't seem as high as in federal or provincial elections. It certainly doesn't get the same attention on TV. But for many, that's not completely true. Though Clarington is much smaller than the nation, there are many local services affected by the decisions of municipal politicians. I think of school board policies or funding for shelters in need or for policing. 
These may be smaller issues, but they affect us all. Some have told me they don't vote because they don't really like any potential leaders. Leaders have often failed us, even recently. If our leaders have served, had served as expected, as often promised, maybe there would be more support for those in need, or inflation wouldn't be so concerning. Maybe those who gathered in Ottawa last winter wouldn't have felt the need to do so. Maybe members of our church would never have been involved in the residential school system, and maybe every suspicion of discrimination would be eliminated. Maybe. Worst of all, it never seems to matter who is in charge. It turns out that even those leaders who have had statues erected in their honor are far from perfect. I often heard this proverb in high school, absolute power corrupts. Perhaps the problem isn't with people, but with authority itself, we wonder, and we hear people cry out, defund the police, or... Eliminate the military. Some have even suggested removing politicians from office by force. When our leaders let us down, there's sometimes a temptation to simply eliminate authority altogether. This isn't really the Christian way, though. Listen again to what St. Paul said in today's second reading. I urge that all supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions. Now the leaders during the time of St. Paul were far from praiseworthy. Poverty today has nothing on the poverty of the first century. Public stonings, slavery, the destruction of entire cities were all commonplace. Jesus was sentenced to the cross, even though those in authority knew were convinced that he was innocent. But we find from those in the early church no cry to defund the temple police or to replace the emperor with elected representatives. No, St. Paul tells us to pray and offer thanksgiving for those in high positions. And in this small directive, we find four lessons for us. First, we learn that our our leaders are not divine. There's always been a temptation to divinize leaders. In extreme cases, leaders may be considered gods. In less extreme cases, we may see some, maybe in a pair, some clericalism, maybe a, a priest who considers himself the only one worthy to take up the ministry of discipleship. Or the people of the parish may believe that only the holiest, most experienced, or most educated are able to share the good news. We also learn that our leaders are not demons. They may be incredibly flawed, but that's because they're people like the rest of us. We know God can work with this. Those who put Jesus on the cross had very evident faults. God could work through that. So we pray that God would work through the faults of our leaders today, too. Third, we also learn how authority is a gift from God. One of our descriptions for God is all-powerful. If all power comes from God, power must be a good thing. 
Of course, there's all kinds of ways that God's gifts can be misused or neglected, but that doesn't make God's gift of power any less good. So we're happy to give thanks to God for sharing his authority when we witness it used to eliminate disease, educate children, overcome poverty, or do any other good work. Finally, St. Paul's direction to pray for those in positions of authority reminds us how we need prayer when we find ourselves in such roles, when we discover how we've been given a share in God's power. And we've all been given such a share. I see here lots of parents and educators, healthcare workers, all kinds of people who have been given some share of God's authority. Even the student working minimum wage at the Dairy Queen has some say over the quality of the food that lands in the hands of customers. Regardless of what authority you may have, big or small, you're in need of prayers. St. Paul is good enough to share why we ought to care about all, all this. He tells us we should pray for those in authority so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. When those in positions of authority recognize how their power is a gift from God, when authority is used properly to serve as God intends, when parents, educators, priests, politicians, capitalists, employers, or anyone recognize their authority as a responsibility to make God present in the world, great things happen. Creation is renewed, those in need find assistance, and the good news is proclaimed. God of power, we praise you for sharing your authority with us, for allowing your people to be your instruments in our world. We pray for those in positions of authority. May they serve as you intend, follow the example of your Son, who never flaunted his authority but offered his life in service. Those of us in positions of authority ask for your blessings, so leadership would always reveal your love. Through your Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of all, so your creating and redeeming works would be revealed. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.